alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Since any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and um, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. Oh, that's amazing. Is there such thing as a reporter transfer portal? Because I would love to add Phil via the uh, transfer portal for reporters. I think Phil opted out of the bowl game and already (laughs) entered his name into the draft. What kind of questions that, Phil? It's amazing. (laughs) We're one and two. Still the best ever. Yeah, I would be down. There there are certainly some reporters (laughs) around here that I'll trade for Phil if South Carolina's interested. Hey, for starting one and two, they closed out pretty daggum good. Well, they went nine games this year, including the bowl. No, they lost the bowl game to Notre Dame. So I think they finished Uh, uh, with eight wins this year. Nice. But Radler's coming back, so we'll see what uh, they can do next year. Radler's back. Um, I got to admit, I was distracted when I sat down. Did I miss some uh, something going on with Bill Bedenboe? <laughs> well, y- I, <laughs> yes. Y- well, okay, yes and no. No, nothing's going on with Bill Bedenboe. Yes, you missed an entire conversation in like our last 30 minutes. Like Parker just brought up that there randomly people on the message board, and I guess even on our text line earlier today, there was some Bill Bedenboe slander. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of people that were not here uh, for Bill Bedenboe slander and stuck up for the old guy today. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I think that the – gosh, you went 6-6, you went six and 6-7 six, six and seven after the bowl game. I think that, you know, just the nature of it, any coach – any position group has to be open to scrutiny, right? Um, you know, there's, there's obviously there's always different things that happen along the, the way and reasons behind those things. Um, but, you know, I think Bill Beanbow is a, is a great coach. If Bill Beanbow was fired from Oklahoma, he'd be unemployed for about 15 seconds. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, Muleshoe tried to get him to go to USC. Yeah. Um, so there's one that would, I think, take him probably pretty immediately. But, yeah. And, well, and, they got, they've got they got a really good offensive line coach Is now. it Henson? Is that – he's their OC. Is he also their own line coach? Uh, Josh Henson, yes, maybe. Yes, I think that's right. But you're talking about Power 5 programs that would be trying uh, to hire yeah, that good guy. Good Power 5 yeah. programs. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Single so. dumbest conversation ever had on this show. Well, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. that's something. There's Come been, on now. There's been a lot of dumb conversations that's been had on this show. If that's the single dumbest, then that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I'd also is... tell you that we have three hours of show left, so you might hold on to that thought until 6 o'clock. Yeah, with all do- that's probably not even the dumbest thing uh, you know, today. And with all due respect, like, appreciate the text, but... You haven't listened very long, if that's... <laughs> New listener. They just started tuning <laughs> in this week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> O-line talk. I think it's because OU football was posting about O-line U today. Ah. That makes sense. I, they did have a, I think, a graphic about all the offensive linemen in the playoffs, which they do have a lot of offensive linemen in the playoffs, so it's worthy of posting. Well, yeah. they. We went on a run from... What, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 of like that kind of core group played really, really well together. And as you lost a guy, he would go to the NFL, he'd be really productive, and you'd replace him with another guy. Like it was rolling there for five years, uh, really, really impressively. And you know, it's it's lagged a little bit since then. And, you know, I've, I've gone through some of the stuff uh, I believe has kind of been holding the, the offensive line back. You know, I think that for, for, the long, for a long time during that stretch, it, I don't think Bill Beanbow had enough resources to recruit the way that he needed to. He was spread way too thin. He has to recruit, coach, keep up with way too many players, and I don't think he had – the adequate backing that he needed uh, on the staff level. That has changed. So I'm optimistic that Bill Beanbow's going to have a better hit rate on some of his recruits because, you know, it is what it is. We've been, we've been transfer heavy at the offensive line. A lot of Pac-12 uh, offensive linemen here recently. Trying to supplement and fill some holes, right? And – you're doing that whenever you haven't been able to hit in recruiting. I mean, that's just how it is. But, like I said, I feel better about the resources that Bill Bimbo has now uh, in recruiting. It's, it's a much better situation for all of the coaches, but it probably doesn't help anyone as much as it helps Bill Bimbo. Yeah. We can get back to this conversation because it uh, generates a lot of traffic on the text line. <laughs> but uh, to change the direction a little bit, this is cool. Uh, Jackson Arnold has just been named the 2022-2023 Gatorade National Football Player of the Year. National, not the state of Texas, where he hails from. He is the National Football Player of the Year. That's pretty cool. Who votes on that? Uh, I'm sure Gatorade does. I have no idea who, who votes on that. Look for that person to be slandered immediately by the Arch Manning, on. uh funded propaganda machine. That's out there. I, no, I give it up to Gatorade. At least someone's trying to break the mold this year yeah. and not just say, well, his last name's Manning. I guess he's probably the best that's out there. And just putting him number one. Glad <laughs> someone's thinking outside the box a little bit. We'll look really stupid in a couple years when he wins two Super Bowls and we didn't vote <laughs> in Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. But let's go ahead and uh, pick someone else. Well, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's, that's big time. That is a uh, – got to – 
you happen to have a list of some former winners of that? Ooh, it's got to be pretty good. I can uh, pull that up rather quickly. Are you going to get freaked out if I pull up the list and it's a bunch of five-star bust on there? Do you promise not to get too worried? I want you to pull Hell, up. it's a bunch of old Bill Beatonbow commits. It's on there. <laughs> pull up the list, uh, but I will need you to do a quick vet of it. If it's something that we don't want to be associated with, we'll move on to something else. Uh, okay, we're going to have to find the national winners here. Hopefully it'll go back. Gosh, this might be a little bit more Oh, difficult. there's the track, guys. Let's look at that. Jacob Morrell, great soccer player. <laughs> uh, Joni Munoz, of course, a great soccer player as well. Yeah. Oh, there, I see uh, Jordy Ball on there. Jordy Ball? Well, do we need, even need to look further? Um, Nick Singleton was 2021-2022. Jackson Darts. Okay, this is not off to a great start <laughs> so far. Eric Gilbert. He's transferred, he's five, transferred time. five times already. Uh, Jake Smith. Never heard JT of JT Daniels. Tate Martell. <laughs> so in other news, uh, oh, well, you're still on. looking in the portal. Kyler uh, Murray's on there. Okay. Wow, oh that is a tough list. Jackson Max. Dart, Eric Gilbert, JT Daniels, Tate Martell. Jacob Ooh, Eason. Jacob Eason. Max, Max Brown. Brown <laughs> Jonathan Gray. Garrett Gilbert. Oh, my, Mitch Mustaine back in the day. Uh, it's Dave Mustaine's uh, son, lead singer for Megadeth. John Brantley. Teddy, this is that's not good. Oh, there's a Brock Berlin on Joe there. Joe Maurer was Na- Gatorade National Player of the Year. Stud. What a catcher. Stud. What? That's interesting. Was he a quarterback? Uh, yeah, he must. Yeah, he must have been. I'm guessing. Tim Couch. Okay, Peyton Manning won at 93, 94. This is not the greatest list. Ron Paulus. Uh, here's a guy that you played against uh, back in the day, Ronald Curry of uh, North Carolina. Yeah, pretty good athlete. Yeah, Travis Miner. I believe he played running back at Florida State. All right. Well, I'm scared to pull up the text line here after reading these names. Hey, oh, the only Oklahoma's had the Gatorade. National Player of the Year uh, once before, and that was Kyler Murray, and that turned out well. Yeah, they didn't even get him out of high school, but yes, you can still uh, claim that one. Justin Worley, who OU played against at Tennessee, that just had a very ho-hum career with the Vols. (laughs) Stop laughing at the list, man. (laughs) What do you want me to do? Uh, I mean, like the best name in the past 15 years is Matt Barkley. (laughs) That's like the best you got. It's time for JFA to break the mold in Gatorade National Player of the Year winners. What do you mean? JT Daniels, uh, he, he won a national championship. He do, Yeah, he does have a national championship ring. Okay. And more swag from college football teams across the country than your local, like, champ store in the mall. And he's going to be ripping some uh, go routes down the seam to – my nephew, who's uh, going to be at Rice next year. Send him to Georgia. Is that what they're saying on Jackson Arnold now? Uh, they are due to hit on JA. Uh, JFA got Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. Maybe I think everyone just turned us off once we started reading that list. Yeah. Well, I was just joking that we were going to start reading it and the names weren't going to be that great. Then we started reading it and it was like, uh-oh. See, we told that texture that it was going to get really bad before it got good, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. It, now, to be fair, the jury's still out on Jackson Dart, last it, year's it, winner. It is, yeah. He did not throw the ball well at Ole Miss, <laughs> but, you know, he's still got another year this year. Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, do you feel like um, – I, I almost feel like this is – 
And this is why it's going to turn out to be great. They can see their list. They know the results of the players that they've picked, right? Oh, yeah. They didn't want to throw the hex on Arch Manning, right? So they didn't want to burden him with trying to, uh, trying to overcome you know, what has happened to everyone else on that list. So they tried to save him from it and slap it on Jackson Arnold, and that's whenever it's going to come back the to The Gatorade Hex. Yep. Jackson Arnold's so good that he can uh, rise above the Gatorade Hex. Wow. If Gatorade were to ask him uh, what the best flavor of Gatorade is, what would make you feel the most confident he's going to be a great quarterback by his response? Wow. You're an orange Gatorade type of guy, right? I don't mind orange. Glacier Freeze? Yeah. Glacier Freeze is pretty solid. I like – there's a – gosh, what's the name of it? There's a there's a blue one that's pretty good. I think it's like a – it's a – it's blue, but it's called Berry something. I don't know. Uh, and you know I like the fierce grape, man. Fierce grape. I guess he can't at. really say orange is his favorite flavor <laughs> right. of Gatorade if they ask him. I, I mean, I think we're all willing to excuse him if he doesn't say fruit punch, right? But just don't say, just don't say the orange. Say glacier freeze. I guess you know we all have to, you know, start to. Uh, which number one? Now that this has happened. Everyone needs to be really thankful that Dylan Gabriel came back. Okay, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and number two, just you know, get yourself ready for Jackson Arnold to transfer to a a peer peer type program like uh, JT Daniels. Yeah, it, well, it's going to start as a peer program, then it's going to be a mid tier Power Five program. And then it's going to be a non-Power 5 mm-hmm. program. Yeah, he'll play at Rice by the time it's all said and done. Uh, UTSA. Or, UTSA. UTSA. Okay. All right. Yeah. Green Gatorade is the best. Arctic Berry. Is Arctic, that the one you're thinking of? That may of? be it. Lemon Lime is the best, says Oklahoma Johnny. Cool Blue and Citrus Cooler. Uh, cool Blue is the best. Sugar may, Shane. Yeah, maybe it's it's one of the blue ones. But Fierce Grape, hands down. Smart person there. Red Gatorade is the best, and they should only be called by colors and not their real names. Yeah, Yeah. the problem with that is you start to get some crossover. There's, there's multiple blue Gatorades out there. Zane says Chuck Norris overcame the Gatorade <laughs> Player of the Year curse. Well, he's the only one so far. Oh, wow. Anyway, someone asking, can you see the finalists? No, it can't see the finalists here. Just the winners. Which, can we talk about last year's winner, Nick Singleton? Do you have any idea who that is? I have never heard of Nick Singleton. Um, he's out of the state of Pennsylvania. Is he – he wasn't one of the young oh, running backs at Penn State this yeah, year, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had two good freshman running backs this year. Maybe he was. So Okay, so that one's starting All to right. maybe look Yeah, okay. Yeah. There must have been a new hire at Gatorade, whoever's picking the, uh, <laughs> the new player of the year. Yeah, I think you're on the hot seat after six <laughs> consecutive years of JT Daniels and Eric Gilbert and everyone else that was on that list. Uh, let's see, who is Nicholas Singleton? Only the leading rusher for Penn State this year, yeah, over 1,000 really yards, okay. I officially, 12 touchdowns. I feel better about this list because he was a stud this year. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're feeling we're feeling better about this. Let's mm-hmm. go. Now the quarterback drought is um, significant on this list. It goes all the way back to Peyton Manning, but you know, Jackson Arnold won't be the first guy in 15 years to have a great college career <laughs> if he's now that he's the winner of this. Okay, 
but if anything, the the point that I constantly make about how difficult it is to predict what a even a five star quarterback is going to be in college football. I mean, just look at that list, right? National Gatorade Player of the Year. I'm guessing all or most of those guys are five star athletes, yeah. right? Yeah, and. We're laughing at the list. JT Daniels was a five-star going to USC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, USC has had you know, really good success over the years with quarterback. He didn't work out there. Um, Max Brown was a five-star out of the state of Washington. He really never even played at USC. Kyler Murray obviously worked out, but Jacob Eason, I think, was a five-star and got replaced by um, got the freshman that beat OU in the Rose Fromm. Bowl, Jake Fromm. Yeah. So, to your point, Justin Worley was a five-star out of South Carolina, goes to Tennessee and just had an average career. Mitch Mustaine was a five-star, goes to Arkansas, ends up transferring to USC late in his career. Didn't have a great career. Garrett Gilbert, five-star, um, ends up transferring away from Texas. Yeah. I'll yep. stop there in- instead of freaking everyone out. I think you just ran out of – Things that you knew. I, yeah, that was it. <laughs> John Brantley did go to Florida. I don't think that worked out too well there, but yeah. Well. Um, Joe Maurer might be the most successful guy on this list. And he, he, he played Major League Baseball. That's really interesting that he's on there. Joe Maurer. Wow. Get ready, National Player of the Year. St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. Quarterback. around up there up north. Exemplary character. Wow. Ooh, yeah, I'd say so. 73 touchdowns his senior year? Well, I think his two-year uh, – Oh. Yeah, his okay. two years he had 73 touchdowns. <laughs> That'd be sweet, though. Oh, wow. That's good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text line going, 651-3439. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Stop looking and start booking your game day hotel at NCED Conference Center and Hotel. We have great game day specials, classic queen bed or king bed. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman in studio. I feel like we're going to uh, go down the rabbit hole for about two and a half more hours on the former Gatorade National Player of the Year winners, which in case you missed it, Jackson Arnold uh, just won that for football. They do it for every sport. Here's two out of the past three winners for softball. Tell me if you've heard of any of these girls. Okay. Uh, Jordy Ball and Jada Coleman, two yeah. out of the past three winners. That ain't bad, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, some real quick softball talk. I just It's just kind of the state of the program. Uh-huh. So Jocelyn Allo, or Jocelyn Allo was the best player in college softball last year. Uh, she's, she's off to the professional ranks, right? Mm-hmm. So the D1softball.com has the top 100 players ranked going into the season. OU loses the best player in the country, and they return the best player in the country in TRA Jennings. Wow. Oh, it's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. They are loaded. And TRA's, she's, she's not quite – the home run hitter, but she, pretty good, man. She may have a. Like, she may end her career the, with top five ever in home runs. Like she's. Well, she, if it wasn't for a COVID year, she may have caught her. You know, um, but I don't know. The, um, 
And she seems like maybe a more of a complete player. Well, that's what I was about to say is, like, if you were to make up a complete player in softball, which, by the way, I'll take Jocelyn Allo any day of the week. Are you kidding me? Right. But uh, T.R.A. Jennings is probably that. I mean, super athletic, can hit for power, can run. Really good defensively. I mean, that's about as <laughs> that's yeah. about as all around as it gets. Tra Jennings. Yeah. So I think we are. We're actually, since he went to Oklahoma, there's a chance that he's going to avoid the curse. The softball players have all won national championships and probably aren't done uh, winning national. Probably championships. aren't done. Kyler Murray won a, a Heisman Trophy, even though he didn't come here out of hike school. Still ended up here, so yeah. OU's actually fared pretty well in this list. Yeah, so there is a, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, Peyton tells us that Joe Maurer was a five-star quarterback prospect and was ranked as the number seventeen overall recruit and committed to FSU in two thousand one. Joe Maurer was the second-ranked quarterback behind Brody Croyle, who you played against at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Wow. So after that two thousand season, Florida State started to go on a little bit of a downturn there, you know. Yeah. Um, they they lost a lot after that 2000 season. If they get Joe Maurer at quarterback, maybe uh, Florida State looks a little bit different after that national title loss to OU. Who knows? Maybe. I, I have a feeling Joe Maurer made the correct decision. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. God, but think about that. So he's roughly 18 in 2000. He didn't – like he didn't like hit it big until like 2010, right? Uh, it may was have it been. A bit yeah, that? I think it was a. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a little because I remember it's like he and Justin Morneau and Tory Hunter were playing for the Twins, and I felt like that was around 2007, 2008. Okay. Yeah, I may be, but I don't have the exact date that he got his call up to the bigs yeah, memorized. I may be a little bit late on it, but um. Yeah, he first All Star game was two thousand six. Oh, okay. So even yeah, a AL MVP two thousand nine. So that's he really started get going on around oh eight oh nine twenty ten. Some people just have all the luck, right? Yeah. What do you want to do, stud? Uh, you want to be a uh, five star quarterback and go to FSU, or do you just want to be an uh, MVP someday in Major League Baseball? And I'm guessing since he was playing. Catcher, he had an absolute rifle uh, yes. throwing the football. Well, he was a huge – he, yeah, he was big. huge, man. Let's see. This doesn't give what – I'm just looking at his – Wikipedia doesn't have his height and weight on there, but he was big. Yeah. Worked out well for him, though. Uh, but it, I'd say so. It's worked out well for Archie Bradley, um, but I, I also wonder what he might have looked like as an OU quarterback if he ever would have uh, won the starting job here. Because you talk about a dude that throws hard, uh, Archie Bradley. I think he's you know mainly like a setup guy in the bigs. He is uh, popping ninety eight on the reg, coming off the right side. Yeah. Um, did did Jackson Arnold win the the MVP from the um what was the bowl, what was the game he played in the Under Armour? I don't think that he did win the MVP of that. Okay. Uh, Maurer won it in the what went on to what it was called something different Reebok ESPN, but now it's known as the Army All American Bowl. Uh, he was the player of the game in that one. Nice. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine Air Comfort Solutions text line. Interesting news uh, last night: Zach Selman 
Apparently, he's the leading candidate for the Mississippi State AD job. There's a yeah. lot of different ways we can go uh, with that one, but I think a lot of OU fans have heard for a while that he is the heir to Joe Castiglione whenever he wants to step down. And I, and I think that that could maybe be true. It's just if Mississippi State's going to offer more money than you're making now and an AD title in the SEC, if he gets offered, that's, that's a tough thing to turn down. Yeah, it is. And, you know, selfishly, uh, I hate to lose someone of that caliber that I think is obviously a massive asset in our uh, athletic administration. But, you know, I think you also, you know, I've heard other people mention this, chance to to go get some um, on-the-job training somewhere else and then hopes that, uh, if and when Joe C decides to step away, you've got uh, a go-to uh, yeah. in place somewhere, you know. So, yeah, um, I'm happy for him, man. He's he's excellent. He is he's uh, he's fantastic at what he does. Really never, nice guy too. Never met anyone who's ever said a bad word about the guy. Uh, extremely smart. So yeah, I. It's not a shock. You knew it was coming at some point that he'd be up for something like that. Yeah, in an SEC AD job, I mean, that's it's you good. just you can't. It's, it's really hard to turn that down. And again, like I, I wouldn't bet money against him not being the AD one day. Um, you just go take this job, and if it is offered to you, then maybe you come back home when it's all said and done. No doubt. OU's got a um, if Zach Selman is the next AD at Mississippi State. They'll have a couple of ADs out there that have previously have worked at OU. Selman being one, and then you got the AD at Florida State who is, I mean, really highly thought of. Was it Central Michigan? Left OU to go to Central Michigan as the AD, right? right. Yep. And now he's at Florida State. Maybe even that's a name that could be thought of pretty heavily down the road. Why am I drawing a blank? Michael Alford. Alford yeah. yeah. Um, I saw him down there at the uh, at the bowl game, so um, – yeah, he's uh, he's done really good stuff. So he's been around. I th- was he was he at Alabama before he came to OU? Uh, I don't know where he was before OU. I think he was. He may have been. Yeah, he's he's been around. He's done some good Wonder stuff. Wonder if he knows so. that then. Well, if he was there, I, I I could be wrong on whether or not he was there. He I thought it was Alabama before he came here, but does this tell you wrong. anything? Um, about Josie and what his plans are the next three five years. If Zach Selman's taking potentially taking another job, no. I mean, I I guess you could you could speculate on what it means, but I mean, I I don't know. I would think that. Um, I mean, if it is like some type of long play, then you, you feel like Josie is in a good position to to still be on the job for quite some time if if he's telling Zach, hey, listen, um, I want you to take this over whenever I'm done. Go get some some real-world experience. That way makes it a lot easier to, to be able to – for people to sign off on that type of hire. Like, that makes sense. Like, I don't know that that's the conversation that they had, but, I mean, it would make sense as, as people have kind of thrown that out there and – yeah, I would agree with the premise. Yeah, I have no idea how long Joe C wants to do this. I got to think, though, that he wants to lead OU into the SEC and at least be around 
for the first two to three years in that conference. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that that would be the case for him? And, hey, you know, maybe he wants to be here for another 15 years. And if Joe C. wants to be here for another 15 years, let's go. I, I mean, that's – I think everyone will sign off on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there will come a day, I guess, where he's not the next AD, and maybe maybe it is Zach Selman in the end. Yeah. Maybe this is the best – Maybe this is the best situation for OU is if he's your next AD that he goes off and gets a very quality experience elsewhere in the conference that you're about to be in. Best of luck to him. Yep, and at a place where maybe he doesn't want to stay forever, you know? All right, Starkville's probably a great spot, but, you know, I – but what? Oh, here it comes. Well, I'm just saying – Teddy's saying Starkville's a dump and he'll only want to be there for three years. No, I'm just saying, like – it. And maybe it's a place you go down there and you fall in love with it and you want to live the rest of your life in Starkville, which, you know, I don't know, is, is Norman that place for people? Is No, come <laughs> on. Norman is not Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> well, I'm saying is Norman a place that people come here and like, golly, I, gotta, I want to live the rest of my life here? More than Starkville, Mississippi? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But, no, honestly, I think that is a – a well-deserved move if he's if he's able to uh, land that job, land that position. Nine one eight have always hoped Bob Stoops would eventually be the AD at OU. That's interesting. There's been some some uh, coaches that have transitioned to that. Don't know. I Ray Tanner did. It. He was like a longtime successful baseball coach at South Carolina and moved in the AD role. And I don't know how popular he is. Out. I mean, he, I don't even know if he's still their AD. I so it hasn't always worked out well that way I don't and, and I would never I would never say what coach Stoops would or would not want to do I have no idea but just as a as a guess I would think that that's I think that's way more involved than coach Stoops would want to be yeah and I feel it's too a pretty demanding job I feel too I don't want to speak for the I, it just feels like he still loves being in control of a football team in yeah. the capacity that he's in right now which kind of goes to what you're saying yeah. Like he likes that team element, being in charge of a team, all that. Like he, I, I feel like right now he's exactly where he wants to be. Exactly where he wants to be. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, oh no, good stuff though. Uh, we'll see how it how it turns yeah. out. Yeah, Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin did it. Good point, Doug and Jimmy and Chapstick and everyone else who was saying it. <laughs> all right, all right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. With your friends, call or visit us online today and start living your best life at the Carlstone. It is The Rush on The Ref, Tyler and Teddy. In the KRF studios today, speaking of five-star players, yeah, that's Cavens Construction. They can do it all. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, emergency repairs. They can do virtually anything for your home or your office building. So give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, Cavens is here to serve you as well, 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612 or CavensConstruction.com. Uh, text line says, Norman is definitely not the goal, but Goldsby is absolutely the place to be. <laughs> Kendall said, I'd rather live in Starkville than Goldsby. Uh, come on, guys. You know Norman doesn't have the shopping of Starksville. That joke is never going to get old. I know. 
Uh, wasn't Bud Wilkinson the athletic director at Oklahoma? Yes, he was. Uh, you don't want to know what else Bud Wilkinson did? Want me to go through the list? Uh, he won three. three national championships at Minnesota, the last three Pete in college football, yeah. last time I checked. Played on the hockey team. Also um, took the college all-stars and beat the NFL reigning champion Green Bay Packers. <laughs> this is Pretty, uh, was that a uh, off to a good start? Was that a late December game against Aaron Rodgers because the Packers <laughs> lose a lot of those games? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I I don't think it was Aaron Rodgers that because that see the '30s was pre ayahuasca for Aaron Rodgers and uh, he had it going pretty good. <laughs> Did he beat Bart Starr by chance? There's your next uh, probably. There, there's your next research there. Zach Selman is also from Norman. He graduated from Norman High the year before I did. Can you tell me where Zach Selman played college football? No. You can't. Mm-hmm. Not even a guess. He was a tight end at Wake Forest before you try uh, and look it up. Yep. How about that? I think he won a. What year uh, was he there? I think his last year was in 06 when they won an ACC title and got to play in the Orange Bowl. Wow. I think. Okay. I think he was there for that last year. Nice. Uh, chalk it up to another good tight end that gets out of Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, too <laughs> soon, man. No, you didn't. Okay. Oh, Sorry. No. Sorry. Yikes. Which, by the way, Cooper Alexander, Steven's son, yeah. who's at Washington down mm-hmm. the street, uh, he just got an offer from Colorado this week. What do you think about that? I think that's a very nice offer for Cooper Alexander. So what's with all the tight ends at Washington? Isn't there another kid there? That well, he's committed to OU. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Hey, I got no problem with that. Maybe you'll send your son out there. Washington's is a uh, football factory. Uh, I don't know that they'd allow him. It's um, like they stalk your family for like <laughs> six weeks before they allow you to transfer into that school district. <laughs> Which, they just won a state championship in football, so it might actually be worth it. I like know? it. Pre-scout, check the uh, check the trash, make sure the kid's eating healthy, see what kind of beer the dad's drinking, Pearl. Yeah, is Barry Switzer working at Washington High School Maybe. over there? That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe. How do you say that? Chapstick says, here's what you didn't say about softball. We have 10 of the top 100 players, according to D1 Softball, and four of the top ten. I don't know if there's any team in any NCAA sport that have stacked up that much talent in one place. Chapstick, I didn't blink bring that up for a reason. Uh, Diamond Envy, the new episode, is dropping tomorrow with all of that information. So I was trying to withhold well, at least a little bit before what? the podcast tomorrow. So, oh, well. What's going on here? What do you mean? You're withholding critical information? For the podcast, yes. And just stowing it for the podcast, uh-huh. huh? Yeah. Wow. Got to love original content on there. That's unbelievable. Diamond Envy. Go subscribe, okay. please. How was your uh, one-day sabbatical yesterday? I think Derek Mason is asking how sabbaticals go since he's um, about to take one. It was not very eventful, but it was great. It was, <laughs> re- it was really needed to recharge the battery. That's why I'm shot out of a cannon today. What uh, would be your advice to Derek Mason about a sabbatical? Um, get out of your house because if you hang around the house, you'll be uh, you'll end raging up raging alcoholic. <laughs> no, you'll end up doing chores the entire time, so you'll be off work to work. So that's not what I do, but I could see that happening. Nineteen players in the portal, and now they got to replace their defensive coordinator. Okay, well, tell me what's happening. 
What's going on in Stillwater? I'm guessing there's got to be some scuttlebutt. Oh yeah, there's. Are you kidding me? You want to address the scuttlebutt yeah. that's going around OSU? Tell okay. me what people are saying. Let's start with what I hope you talked about last week while I was out of town. The Spencer Sanders wanted to come back, and Mike Gundy said, uh, actually, three, we're just going to move on from you and go get Bowman. Well, hang on a second, okay? So, I've I've heard that, but what I heard, and I could be wrong on this, so I'm I'm really posing this as a question. It sounded to me more like Spencer Sanders initially got in the portal. Yep. And was going to opt out of the bowl game. And then after nine days, they practiced in Stoolwater. The players went home to spend time with family before they were about to make the bowl trip. And then he came and said he wanted to play in the bowl game. But not that he was coming out of the portal. He was just wanted to play in the bowl game. Is okay. that right? Um, I That's more detailed info or detailed scuttlebutt that I've heard. Remember, he didn't play. He played. In Bedlam, everyone remembers that. Right. He didn't play the next week against West Virginia, which was interesting. So I that could be – I mean, sure, I, I'm sure that that's on well, the table. Well, I heard a clip from uh, – oh, gosh, what's the sideline guy? Robert Allen. Robert Allen. And he said that – I guess Gunnar Gundy was injured and was – they wanted him to have surgery – so he could be back and ready for like spring and everything and get that behind him. But since Spencer Sanders opted out, they delayed all the surgery stuff because he was going to have to either play or be back up or whatever in the bowl game. And then after that, he came back and changed his mind. And I think that's the way he presented it anyways. And okay. I just I just listened to the clip. So and it, And it sounded – and again, I could be wrong on this. But it sounded like he was just wanting to play in the bowl game, not come out of the portal and stay at Oklahoma Well, State. I mean, if you wanted Could the scuttlebutt, the scuttlebutt that. is that he wanted to come back to OSU right. potentially for next year, and Gundy said, uh, no, nah, I'm good. Right. We're good here. Okay. And well, then as we always talk about emojis that players tweet out, because that is, uh, well, that's just a thing now. Right. He tweeted an emoji, I think like a laugh emoji, when all those receivers were in the portal the same day and quickly deleted it. Wow. And then there's scuttlebutt that, um, well, a lot of those players didn't like the way that he handled things after that Bedlam loss. Well, it Talking would... about dipping his uh, pretzel in yogurt, whatever it was. <laughs> did not sound good. Um, I. It did not sound good. You're right. I could understand if Sanders wanted to come back and the head football coach told him no, and a bunch of players were like, what are you doing? And decided to jump in the portal because of that. Right? I can understand that. I mean, if he was, if he was wanting to come back for the next season, I mean, their whole receiver core is essentially destroyed after this yeah. portal cycle. Right. Well, um, I don't know, but there's something going on. Defensive coordinator has now stepped aside. Has there been any changes made on the offensive side? No. Casey Dunn still the OC. As we uh, speak today. Well, Maybe he's on the verge of taking a sabbatical as well. <laughs> right. Have you ever heard a coach release a statement and saying, yeah, I'm just going to take a sabbatical? Uh, no, frankly. I'm shocked that they don't more often. As much as they get paid and, you know, whenever you get fired, you get paid for the remainder of your contract. I'm 
shocked a bunch of coaches don't uh, don't put that out there. But I don't know. Maybe they'll hire Gary Patterson, like this text is saying, as their next defensive coordinator. Okay. I'd be a good hire. It'd be a fantastic hire. Yeah, I'm sure there wouldn't be a power struggle between the uh, head coach and the defensive oh coordinator God. next year. Could you imagine? I mean, it would. it's such a good hire that Mike Gundy might say, well, Gary, I appreciate the call, but, <laughs> you know, I think we'll be all right. Uh, who's the Shippensburg defensive coordinator? He might be getting a call <laughs> soon from Mike Gundy. Hey, I don't know. Um, here's the thing, though, okay? It, it does not look good in Stillwater. They're losing their, their quarterback. They've lost the bulk of their, their offensive contributors, a ton of defensive guys. But, you know, time of death has been called on Mike Gundy previously, and he's been able to, uh, to fight his way through it. Uh, he's arguably had his best year right after everyone declared the program dead, and Mike Gundy will be fired, right? And then, you know, they had an, an amazing season. So we'll see what happens. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. We know you have a lot riding on your shoulders. You got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay. And- it is the rush live on the Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Clemson just fired their offensive coordinator, Brandon Streeter. Really? Yeah. So we'll see what happens next out there at Clemson, as you like to say. How about that? Some interesting scuttlebutt. Hmm. I don't know if that was expected out there or not, but that's Clemson OC jobs open. That's pretty big news. Who's the big name offensive coordinator that Jeff Levy that Sveeney's going to target? You're telling me Alabama, uh, Clemson. Amongst others, is going to be targeting Oklahoma's offensive kidding. coordinator. I don't think uh, Clemson's going to be targeting Jeff Levy, but is uh, it's an interesting thought for sure. I have no idea who they're going to target as their next OC. You got any clue? Maybe Clemson will like uh, disguise their call as like the Carolina Panthers, and they can get Jim Harbaugh to be their next OC. I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Kale Gundy to Clemson is on the text line. Cliff Uh, Kingsbury, Jimmy and Duncan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what, uh, Dabo's going to do there. Derek says, kind of crappy to duck out after National Signing Day if he, Derek Mason, knew he was going to take a a sabbatical. Well, that's just kind of how it goes, though. You know, a lot of times... I mean, that, OU replaced a wide receivers coach after signing day. Savini is replacing his offensive coordinator after signing day. That's that's just how it's done a lot of the time is, you know, you don't want to... I mean, you don't want to disturb things right there before the, the signing day. I mean, that's just kind of how it's been. It's not perfect, but there is really no other perfect time to do it. Garrett Riley to Clemson on the text line. That's uh, it. I mean, Jeff Scott will be their next offensive coordinator. All right. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Quick timeout. Hour number two is next.
1400 AM, KREF 